What's up, WizKids, and welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Jamoke okay Davis here with Jeremy Hyman, Zach Rosen, and Chris Gehring. We're taping this at almost 11 o'clock at night after the Wizards are back home after being on the road for 10 days. And that included Jeremy Hyman, who's going to regale us with some of the stories of, of his trip out west and, and in Brooklyn. But the Wizards beat the Grizzlies 93-87. to 87. We're going to have a great discussion about the West Coast road trip and this win tonight. And then we'll talk about the future games because we won't be with you for a while. We have a great podcast with Grant Paranjape talking about Wizards District Gaming, the new NBA 2K team that's going to be uh, it's being formed right now, so to speak, yeah, right? Tryouts are going on. Grant will will really talk about the whole process, but it's one of 17 NBA teams uh, to have a 2K team. Uh, he'll really again dive into the specifics. I'd say yeah. it's we at first, you know, maybe a lot of people were were skeptical, but at this point, we just have so many questions because we we don't really know the impact it's going to have, but it's going to be massive. And yeah, I've been so playing many. at home. Yeah. I'm, I'm what two K thirteen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many of us, I you know, I play two K all the time, but like so many of us have no idea, you know, the esports world, how massive it is. I mean, yeah. We had a company presentation just internally and just kind of it was kind of eye-opening to see yeah kind of how big the esports world is the competitive gaming world is and so yeah so that'll be a great interview with grant it'll be exciting but uh for now we're gonna bring on jeremy hyman here who first outside of telling us what he thought of the basketball being played on the west coast trip you gotta at least give us one or two good stories from the road jeremy I know we're after dark, but I don't think that opens the gates that, because this could be listened to at all hours. And it is a kid-friendly podcast. We like to make that known that yes. children of all ages can listen, so we'll keep this PG rated. Um, but it is, it's one, it's great to be back on the pod. It has been a while. I've been listening for weeks. I've been on the road for, I feel like it's been about a month. It has been almost <laughs> Um, I think I counted. I was in 14 different cities in 23 days or oh something my gosh. like that. Uh, a lot of time zones, some mountains, some warm weather, some co- very cold weather, some snow, um, some snow. But this go, this is like pre-Thanksgiving when I, we started. You know, we were on the road for all that, and I have not. You know, I haven't really got to be on with you guys, so it is good to be back. Good to be back. I think your last time when we were in uh, Milwaukee. Was the we last did it with pod. Chris Miller? Yeah. yeah, I think that's right. That's, that's right. right. That a, so that was on the road, back. which yeah. is yes. like, road, road tripping. But uh, the road was um, the road was okay. I mean, obviously the, the the way it ended, just when you end a road trip like that, it just yeah. made the whole thing feel like it just was bad. Um, I guess just knowing you had to play, you had to go on the road. I don't care who you played, and you had to do it without John Wall. Mm-hmm. Um, we were hoping be about 500 i was at least i was hoping to be about 500 without john in the lineup i think the way they played you know in the teams they play they really should have been better um i think you know you could have easily beat the clippers easily beat the nets the mm-hmm. utah game was one that just i mean i think that's one that went right in the trash i don't even know what to say about that game. yeah <laughs> but we don't need to say much yeah. but <laughs> the last two you know the last two before this memphis game the team I mean, those are two very winnable games. Three pointers yeah, in both they, games. It was, it was just, just, I don't know. I mean, th- you know, the late game execution just was not not great. Yeah. And, you know, even though John wasn't in the lineup, I think you saw some things that, you know, made you, that would make you feel encouraged that, you know, the bench 
certainly played a lot better, I thought, for these yeah. last couple of weeks when John was out. Um, you know, Sadoransky sort of jumped into the rotation. Yeah. He didn't really play when John was probably know, the mm-hmm. biggest storyline from the trip. Right. Yeah. So was, you know, Thomas I'll had s- some good games, and Coach Brooks said he liked what he saw out of him. Yeah. Uh, Mike Scott's gotten to play a lot more now. Uh, you know, he's he's just keeps scoring. Yeah. Off the tonight he started. You know, for in his first start of the year, but he played off the bench all on the road trip, and did a nice job. So, so it's not like it was all doom and gloom. I know. Yeah, because you know. the next thing I want to ask you about was the 51-point game by Bradley Beal in Portland. Oh, what yeah. was that like to watch him play in that game and then the post-game celebration? I know you were able to witness that. Yeah, that was that was really cool to see. Um, yeah, those those moments, I've, every year there's always a couple games that you like, the ones you remember, and that will be one of them from this year, like, the whole time, like you kept watching Beal's point total go up, and you're like, <laughs> you see, you know, even by <laughs> halftime, I, uh, what did he have? Twenty eight? No, he only he only no, had twenty two. I yeah, think. Yeah, and it was most okay. of the second. So yeah, so maybe it was in the third quarter when you see it start creeping up there, and you know his career high was forty two. So you're like, could this be his career high night? And then the way he start got going when he starts scoring in isolation, like with those step backs. Yeah. And they just kind of start clearing out, and he's getting buckets like that. That's when you know, like, he's in the zone right now. And it's fun to watch guys like that because there's, you know, only a few guys. There's not that many guys in the league that, like, you can really watch go off like that and score 50 points. So to see him start going up and up, and then he gets over the career high mark, and then it's sort of, you know, he was in the 40s for a while until late yeah. in that fourth quarter. And the game, uh, I think Portland made it somewhat close at the end not real close but close enough where he had to stay in the game and then he got uh i just remember obviously i remember the way he got to 51 on that you know dunk all by himself standing Mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. the end you know with 20 seconds left but um so yeah i was standing down in the corner with uh with chris miller and we both kind of like it was just a fun moment to see to see brad do it and to see how his teammates reacted which was probably the most fun part because they all you know congratulated (laughs) him on the court and then we went back into the locker room and they just doused him with the with water and did your suit get a little wet too you know what i got a couple drops but not bad from where i was okay Um, you're always in the splash not terrible (laughs) i got stayed clear of the splash zone and um but i will give away a trade secret because i got a lot of criticism for this from our social media police instagram commenters that criticized that the five that, that we took a picture with him and uh wizards pr ace darren jenkins you kn- might know him <laughs> from, they know, uh, know they so know he, they, him we everywhere. took a picture with them and we did uh you know we had him hold up a sign and i had to draw virtually draw a 51 on it i didn't just we just did it on a you know a virtual so i had to do it with my finger like trying to make a five <laughs> and you know it looked kind of like an s it's not that I don't have great handwriting anyway. And there was a lot of comments about how <laughs> should poorly I have the Brad draw it. Yeah, th- I should have because Brad was the artist. So I was a little, but, but I did. Uh, so I drew the five. I thought it was a funny picture, but it was, um, you know, Brad actually had his black eye in there too. So he yeah. kind of looked like he was like, it was a tough, uh, <laughs> he went 51 rounds 51, 51 points but then I just wanted to put that out there that it wasn't like a handwritten 5 it was like a finger drawn on a phone 5 <laughs> which was tough to do like right you know I had to do it pretty quickly because then we had to go move on to do something yeah. else so. um, 
but I know there's a lot of you know people love to hate you on social media. <laughs> so At least we, they didn't know who you were until yeah. just now. <laughs> always stay, That's always right. stay under the radar. Don't let anyone ever figure out who you are. Favorite food um, dish? Favorite food on or, the road? Yeah, I, I heard you went to a great sushi we, place we in went Utah. To a, a lot. There's in always case Wizard fans are out there. Yeah, there's a lot of. We always go to good food places. Um, yeah, we had some good sushi in Utah. Had some good Caribbean food in L.A. Um, and you got to celebrate Ubre's birthday. <laughs> we did celebrate Ubre's birthday. That was nice. And uh, you know, it was too bad because the team just had that such a tough loss on that Saturday. But uh, but it was nice. The team did go out and celebrate Kelly's birthday. Um, that was nice to see. Um, yeah, I got to. Uh, you know, Hang out with fun. them because it's like you're a part of the team too. You don't well, play, but you travel with everybody. They see you, and Kelly uh, was like, "Hey, yeah, look, come on out." Yeah, with I mean, us. I just wanted to say my ha- you know, say happy birthday to them. But yeah, uh, but you know, it was nice to see them, um, you know, celebrate Kelly's birthday. Um, that was, uh, yeah. I mean, that was definitely a That's fun. That's cool. It's all you know. He had a lot of friends and family out there. Kelly did. Um, out in LA, so that was nice. It just again, too bad. Yeah, couldn't get that win. Um, but you know, overall, I mean, the, the trip—it was a long trip. It was just felt long. It was, yeah. um, you know, you started out that back-to-back Utah, Portland, and then you know, had a couple days in between uh, LA and New York. But we kind of, you know, we just had to wait in New York where it was freezing. Mm-hmm. And um, and now you know, you're and, back and home. We had, oh, we had a nice time with Bradley Beal. Um, in New York, who went to the NBA store, which was cool. Yeah, and you got um, to meet the commissioner. Yes, go into his office. Well, I'd say I would phrase it as Bradley Beal got to <laughs> meet the commissioner, <laughs> and I was there to take a picture. Which another behind-the-scenes story. I actually have a picture of Bradley <laughs> Beal shaking his hand, but Kyle Kuzma of the Lakers was also meeting with the commissioner. Yeah, and. Kuzma's right in the middle of my picture. <laughs> so from my angle, like I just, I couldn't get, you know, it was so fast and I have the picture, but can't use it because Kuzma is like directly in. Maybe you shot. could put a big five one <laughs> <laughs> over, it over was, Kuzma. It was reminiscent of that bus that came in the way of the, <laughs> of the, uh, you know, the, uh, the Georgia Dome in, in Atlanta. <laughs> it was similar to that where you just, it was just uh, the picture, picture ruins, but, um, but but Bradley Beal did get to meet with the commissioner. It was a closed door meeting, so we don't know everything that was talked about. But it's that's co- I think that's great that yeah um, Commissioner Adam Silver would meet just meet with players and talk you know probably a lot about um, community stuff and mm-hmm. some of their initiatives and and he likes you know both sides like to you know get a sense of like com- the commissioner likes to hear what the players think of certain things and the players yeah. want to hear like what is the league doing what does the league office do with different stuff so that was fun and you know getting to ride around new york with brad like that and yeah tmz tried to come up and get a quote <laughs> i had to sh- sh- shoo them away you did. Yeah. You part pr TMZ. part social yeah. had to shoo the tmz we're getting away. some great content uh, here <laughs> yeah i said not today guys sorry <laughs> um, they uh yeah but i don't know that's you know all this stuff like that on the road's fun you just you know that's the time where you're around the guys the most yeah um had a couple of good practices out there. The team did. Um, and no wiffle ball. No, no. Or anything no, like nothing, that this time. No, not this we time. Could tell. I think, no, I think they're just tr- you know trying to get John back was the key. Yeah. In those practices and um, you know getting him healthy and now we finally got to get him yeah. back out there tonight. So that was good. So to get Zach and Chris back in the conversation, uh, 
the Wizards get John Wall back. They win 93 to 87 over the Memphis Grizzlies. How excited were you? I was definitely excited because he came right in the game and he scored, what, nine straight points? Yeah, You're like, he, man, he had a personal 9 0 run at the end of the second quarter. And Otto hit a three to make it a 12 0 run that kind of separated the game for the moment before the Grizzlies came back and uh, took a quick lead in the third. But, you know, John's just presence out there gives the Wizards not only a great passer, a great playmaker, but he can create offense for himself, which not a lot of players in the league can say Yeah, at the guard position, which is it just is what it is. There's great defense. There's big bodies to defend these players, but John is quick enough and skilled enough to do that. And you saw that he had like a floater in the fourth quarter. That was a very difficult shot, and I, I was like, John's probably one of two players on this team that can make this shot, yeah. probably him and Otto. And it was just an impressive shot. He had a massive block on Gasol, which is just like the fact that he can get up and defend a seven-foot center at the rim is incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, overall, I mean, it was not the most uh, appealing game, maybe as like a, a neutral NBA fan if you're trying to turn on an NBA game. As Scott That's Brooks said, Scott <laughs> Brooks uh, said that after the game as well. Uh, but – the Wizards, you know, the defense is really good. Season low, 12 points in the first quarter for Memphis. Season low, 29 in the first half for Memphis, which is the least or fewest number the Wizards have given up in a half since, was it January 2011? 2012. 2012. Uh, yeah, I think it was January 2012 when Charlotte was still the Bobcats. Oh, wow. Yeah. We're going back. That's way, man. Yeah, but I mean, so – as Jeremy said, that Bradley Beal is like special and, and talented enough to take over a game like that, and there are not many players that in the league, let alone on our team, that can that can do that kind of thing over a elongated period and crunch time with all those factors. John Wall is the other guy on this team that can do that. Mm-hmm. And like Zach said, he, he came back, he made plays that we're used to John making, blocking – block. excuse me, Mark Gasol um, – he just makes game game changing plays, G- plays that can change momentum, that can really swing things toward the Wizards. And there were plenty of moments in that in tonight's game against the Grizzlies that you just kind of felt like the game was in a lull, and you felt like um, you know maybe both teams weren't making shots. Something Scott Brooks talked about, but John came up with that block. He had a great left handed left handed dunk in mm-hmm. the game that kind of. You know, pushed the game along, woke his teammates up, and he has that kind of that kind of factor to him, and he certainly has that kind of charisma too. I mean, we saw him bump up the crowd a couple times. He he really is uh, a big big piece of this team. We saw it right away tonight, and certainly there's there's plenty more games where they'll need him even more, and and they'll need they'll need to play better, but wins a win especially coming off of a trip where they wanted it's more. probably in terms of yeah. a schedule scheduled game probably the toughest game of the entire season when you look at you're coming back from a 10-day road trip and you played the night before in a different city and you're coming home it doesn't matter who you're playing the fact that they won this game i think was was big and i don't coming know coming off of two you oh, know games I mean, that they probably yeah, should have won it, at the clippers and it in felt Brooklyn. as someone on the wizard staff said to me it felt like another road game yeah. because it was like you were coming to a new six city in 10 days and playing a yep. game so yeah uh that was that was an interesting take i never really thought about it that way but yeah probably without john wizards may not have won this game so mm-hmm. i mean it just goes to show you especially you're shorthanded without keith and mahinmi who's probably been the 
if statistically has was the team's best player with Wall gone. Yeah. So yeah. it was a big difference, and you got Marcus all down low. At least Jason Smith stepped up. Gortat was pretty good, and we'll look forward to three more games on this homestand. All right, and we are going to take a break here because coming up, we have talked about the game that is actually played on the court. Now we're going to talk to Grant Paranjape, who's going to talk about a game that's played virtually uh, using video games or digitally. I guess it'd be digital, not virtually. They're and athletes, as he will tell you, yeah. which is and interesting. There's an opportunity for every single one of our listeners to get in on the, get in on the fun. Yeah. So stay tuned. Okay. All right. So off the bench, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Zach Rosen here with Jacob Raymond, Chris Gehring, and we're with our special guest today, Grant Paranjape, who's the director of esports for Monumental Sports and Entertainment. Grant, how's it going today? Uh, It's going great. Really excited to be here, and uh, thanks for having me. We're here with Grant mainly to discuss uh, our new uh, MSE 2K team, which is the Wizards District Gaming, which was announced on Wednesday. The logo came out. A lot of information. Just tell us about it so so we can really uh, reinform our listeners. Yeah. So for for anyone who might have missed it, uh, yesterday, like like you mentioned, you know, we announced our brand new NBA 2K team, uh, Wizards District Gaming, uh, Wizards DG for short. Uh, really excited that we could finally, you know, unveil uh, this team that we've been working on almost since June of this year, really. Uh, and, and for those of you who have seen the logo, uh, you know I think fans fans everywhere are going to be really really excited about it. Um, you know we a lot of work went into the logo for sure. Uh, I feel you know we we feel like it's really a, a solid extension uh, of you know our other MSE franchises, the Wizard brand as a as a whole. Uh, and we were able to do a lot of cool things with it. You know the three stars really representing uh, the DMV as a whole, uh, and then also you know paying a, a tribute to the you know city flag of DC as well. Uh, for those of you who might have seen, you know, we also have kind of the, the monumental, as we like to call them, spaces in between the W, uh, really, you know, representing, uh, you know, one of this nation's greatest treasures. And, and again, you know, really solidifying our logo as being, you know, D.C. Uh, first and, and really, you know, our team being uh, home to Washington, D.C. here. So really excited that we could unveil it and, you know, really, uh, you know, looking forward to, to fans checking out the logo and the name. Great. You've been now in esports <clears throat> for the better part of your life. Um, and what made you decide to come here to start this up and be a part of the beginning of the NBA 2K League? Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird thinking I'm uh, almost an old-timer in esports now at the, <laughs> the ripe old age of 24, right? So, uh, you know, my, my history in esports really begins all the way back in eighth grade. So I actually played uh, a game known as World of Warcraft uh, professionally. Uh, and that was kind of really my first exposure to, you know, video games at a, at a global... Sorry, Grant, not to stop you, but I never thought that we were going to have World of Warcraft and the Washington <laughs> Wizards on the same podcast. Man, esports it, is nuts. E- esports I is... Mean, he- I don't mean to interrupt, but I had I had to get that no, in No, it's... He definitely it's, meant to interrupt, too. Well, yeah, I, I totally yeah, meant to interrupt. But no, right. it's, no, it's it's absolutely insane, right? And, you know, I, I don't think I could have ever anticipated working for a sports franchise back when, you know, I was playing video games competitively. You know, uh, I definitely, you know, when I went away to school, you know, always saw video games as more of a hobby. Um you know, played way more than I should have back back in school, but uh, I was a, a neuroscience major actually for my undergrad. I was on a pre med track, you know, very kind of standard for you know what people kind of would have uh, expected for me. 
um, I had a lot of, you know, really fortunate opportunities to, to be exposed to kind of the startup world in esports uh, while also pursuing my MBA down at Tulane. Uh, and, you know, was very fortunate to, to kind of have an opportunity to work for an endemic esports team uh, for about a year and a half after I graduated. Uh, and that was kind of really my, you know, exposure to the business side in, in esports. And then uh, just under, you know, three months ago was, you know, kind of an approach for this opportunity and made the transition to working here. But it's uh, it's absolutely crazy to, to think, you know, esports and, and sports are, are finally to the point where they're they're really melded together. And it's really kind of a, a new powerhouse in the in the industry. So the esports world is huge. And for basketball fans that watch the Wizards, watch the NBA, may not be aware, you know, they've, we've all heard of NBA 2K, but I don't sure. know if a lot of people, a lot of our listeners maybe understand, I guess, kind of the breadth of the of the world of 2K and of yep. esports, certainly. And we get a big look at that now with Team Liquid. And, you know, what's what is the, I guess, the, the interesting thing for MSE, for our fans to know, for the fans of the basketball team to know about this league and, and where it's going, seeing as we're kind of only at the at the very beginning here. Yeah, right, right at the beginning here. I, I think a good place to start is just how big esports is, right? I, I think, you know, everyone's heard of it for the most part now. Um, you know, people definitely kind of are more accepting of, you know, how many video games kids play nowadays. Yeah. Um, but understanding the fandom for esports, you know, we like to say there's about 155 million core NBA fans. Um, so that's kind of, you know, all encompassing for, for fans of, you know, all the NBA teams. Uh, and just last, you know, just this past year in esports, you know, there's almost 200 million core esports fans. Uh, so, you know, the audience is kind of already dwarfing, you know, arguably one of the, the most popular sports here. Uh, and, you know, we we're only kind of expecting to see those numbers grow as more and more fans get introduced to, to the title. Uh, NBA 2K as an eight, uh, 18 as a game is, is already, you know, it's just kind of epic in proportions. You know, it has 9 million copies sold in the U.S. It's the, the best-selling sports title uh, nationwide. Uh, and, you know, just in terms of perspective, uh, about 1.6 million people play the game uh, every single day. So uh, the, the numbers are definitely there. And, you know, for fans of, fans of the Wizards and fans of traditional sports in general, you know, esports is, is rapidly kind of, you know, taking over taking over the world a little bit here so it's very exciting and i think you know for an organization like msc where we try to be technologically focused or forward thinking and, and you know always looking at kind of what the the next big thing is you know esports is just something that we we definitely had to be involved with we get a lot of questions about how's it going to work uh do i get to control john wall bradley beal can <laughs> i can i dunk with gortat but explain it's different than that. So give our listeners kind of a, a look into how the actual gaming works. You got the tryout mode out, how to make the team and, and all that. Yeah. So any, anyone out there listening who, who's kind of interested in, you know, being a professional 2K player, uh, there's a few key, key milestones. So just yesterday, we kind of unveiled the branding and team name. So that was a big you know, milestone for us and something that we were working very hard toward. Uh, starting January 1st uh, is, is going to be kind of phase one of the tryouts, right? So anybody with a copy of NBA 2K18, whether that's on Xbox or PS4, uh, can participate in the, in the tryout process. So you have to win 50 games uh, of Pro-Am. It can be walk-on, it can be with a team, uh, but anyone in the world, completely international, male or female, can, can participate. And if you get those 50 wins between January 1st and January 31st, uh, and also fill out a form online that's going to be hosted at uh, NBA2KLeague.com, uh, you know, you're able, you're qualified for what we like to call as stage two of the tryouts, which will begin in, in February. So there's a lot more details to, to kind of come out about stage two. But from that pool of 
you know, successful applicants who, who complete stage one and, and move to stage two, it'll get narrowed down to a, a much smaller draft pool. Uh, and then all 17 of the NBA teams who are participating in 2K League will, will draft their five players in March. So it's going to be a live draft. It's going to be streamed. Anybody can watch it. It's going to be you know the same excitement that, that fans feel for the NBA draft. You know, you'll have myself or, or Zach Leonsis, you know running up and handing a, a player a jersey. Uh, so it's going to be you know a, a, an incredibly exciting experience. Uh, and then for those five guys, uh, the next few weeks, uh, you know, over April, they'll move to D.C. So we'll physically be providing housing for them, uh, same as any of our other, you know, franchise players. We'll be setting them up with trainers, you know, getting them all, uh, you know, accustomed to, to living in D.C. Uh, and then the season kicks off May. So uh, season will run between about May and, May and the middle of August. So fans will be able to, to watch digitally. Uh, and, and tune into weekly streamed games uh, of the team, and you know we we couldn't be more excited to to really share this with you know fans of MSE and fans of the Wizards as a whole. You talk about um, them being in DC, and with most um, esports teams, there's no there's no city associated with the team. Sure. There's no location like with Liquid. It's you know you're a fan of Liquid for one reason or another, but it's not because you live in the city or have ties to the city. What's going to make um, Wizards District Gaming DC's esports team? Yeah, so I think you you know whoever's seen kind of the the brand unveil so far can definitely see kind of a lot of the associations we've tried to make with uh, you know the Wizards branding and you know really pay tribute to the the city aspect. And I think you know having our team based right here in, in downtown DC uh, will afford them a lot of cool opportunities to really engage with the community. Um, so whether that's you know through community service, watch parties, you know playing with you know uh, young younger kids, um, we'll be hosting a number of events for for fans and, and uh, of the team to come out and, and really engage with the team. So in the end, you know we want them to really feel like DC's team, and you know just as the Wizards are our DC's NBA team, Wizards District is, is our NBA 2K18 team, and you know we we really hope fans kind of uh, you know kind of feel that association that that we do. And so this team will be together all the time. They will train together. Um, they'll live together yep. in D.C. A lot of those things are, are you know similar to, if not the same, as what the Wizards do to train and prepare for games and all that stuff. And so I guess my question is, you know, in the world of esports, it really is an all-encompassing thing. When, when you're an esports athlete professionally, it is, you know, all-encompassing just as it is for a basketball player. And so I was wondering if you could kind of take us through kind of a day in the a day in the life of of what our our team will be doing once they get to dc and start ramping up towards this season yeah so i i feel like we we've moved a little bit past the the traditional image that that people have for you know a gamer there's there's no more mountain dew and cheetos in in the basement <laughs> um even though that is a, a fun Saturday night. Uh, for, for our guys, you know, like you mentioned, they, they will be treated just the same as any of our other athletes, right? So same as Wizards players have a, a very, you know, regimented routine, these guys will, will also have a routine. Uh, I think physical fitness is something that, you know, gets overlooked a lot in the world of esports, but, you know, these guys will be waking up at 9, they'll hit the gym for an hour, hit the showers right after, you know, we'll put them up with a trainer who, who can really custom tailor, you know, workout routines for, for these guys. Uh, you know, they'll have a nutritionist who makes sure they get kind of their, their three balanced meals a day. Uh, and then really it's, it's all about practicing, right? So, you know, eight to 12 hours a day, these guys will be, you know, practicing NBA 2K. They'll be reviewing, you know, game footage, researching opponents, you know, we're building out a dedicated practice space here, you know, at, at cap one. So the guys will, you know, have access to all of the resources that any of our other teams do. Uh, and they'll be here, you know, right here and practice, you know, eight to 12 hours a day. And, it's a full-time job and it's you know it's really serious and uh you know 
in the end, we want we want our team to be the best, and we want them to, to bring home a championship to, to D.C. And where can we watch this? I know you, you mentioned that there, there isn't a specific platform, but what are the plans exactly with that? Yeah, so definitely a, definitely a good question and something that we want to answer as soon as possible, right? We want, we want to give people a, as much of a chance to tune in as possible. Uh, there will be a digital streaming option. Um, where exactly is still in the works? Hopefully we'll have more to share soon. Uh, TBD, I don't know if there will be kind of also of a linear or, or cable provider as well. But uh, in the end, you know, we, can't, we can guarantee that there will be a digital streaming option for the weekly uh, NBA 2K games. Can you tell us yet about any potential um, video content that could, video shows that could be coming on to Monumental Sports Network, or is that still TBD to come? Yeah, so I, I think that's a really exciting topic, and it, it kind of touches on you know what sports teams can really provide to to esports franchises. So you know here at MSE, you know we do have you know Monumental Sports Network uh, to create enormous amounts of great original content programming. Uh, and it's something that we're looking to extend to the, the 2K team as well. So uh, I, I can tease a little bit, you know, a, a House Hunters feel piece of content. So, you know, you know, it's rather challenging finding housing in D.C. for anyone. I experienced this firsthand when, when I moved here. I'm moving on yep. Thursday. Yep. So it's uh, I feel like it's something yeah. that a lot of people uh, can definitely relate to. And it's uh, no different for finding housing for, for our 2K team. So uh, and, and I think, you know, it's, it's content like that. That we look to, you know, really bridge the gap between, you know, fans of, you know, our other franchises and fans of our 2K team. It, they're they're going to be very relatable guys, and in the end, they're going to be also, you know, very hardcore athletes. And we want we want them to have, you know, kind of the fans and, and support that any of our other teams do. I think it'll be really cool and be a good resource for us to for fans of of hockey or basketball to get a chance to look into, you know, just how much work goes into to being a professional sports player and and all those things. And we certainly look forward to it. And I think it's going to be. Um, I, I think, think it, I really think it is too. And I yeah. think it's gonna. I think it's it has really been for us already. You know, already. It's been for us. Yeah. I mean, you know, and getting past the you know, you know, kid on their mom's couch sure. playing two K versus what these guys are gonna gonna go yeah. through to be yeah. the best and, in the world. And, and I think really, you know, from a business perspective, it, it's something where it's an enormous opportunity for mm-hmm. organizations like MSC. You know, we we want to reach that younger demographic of fans. You know, whether they're only an esports fan and have never heard, you know, never watched basketball. I mean, I can relate. I had never been to an NHL game until I, I started here. Um, and now I've been to, you know, obviously numerous, but um, it, it's something where, you know, competitive esports, you know, competitive 2K can reach, you know, both fans of, of just competitive esports and, and also fans of, of basketball who might not be aware of, of esports. So uh, it's it's fast, it's fun, it's, it's NBA 2K18, and, you know, we're really excited for our new team, Wizards District Gaming. Well, we want to thank you for coming on, Grant. Where can we find all this good stuff? Uh, we know it's all over social media, but but give us specific directions. Yeah, so we, we did just launch a number of social handles yesterday. So on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat, you can follow WizardsDG um, for the latest on, on our team, as well as a, a number of great content pieces that we'll be rolling out over the next, cor- uh, next couple of months. So stay tuned for more. All right, WizKids, welcome back to Off the Bench. Had a great interview with Grant Paranjapay talking mm-hmm. about the new Wizards District Gaming. Uh, I am curious to see what this is going to be like, and I want to challenge Grant that the four of us and Jacob Rame, we are going to take on Wizards District Gaming, so we all need to get our own profiles. I'm going to make my player right now as my Who dream. Who are you going to model it after? 
I think I'm going to model it after Ben Simmons. Okay. Ben Simmons. That's his first name. Came I on. mean, you are like, like 6'10". That's what, so the thing. So the thing is, like when I was a kid and I thought I was going to play in the NBA, I was like, where would I, what position would I be best at? So, no, Ben Simmons is wrong because I would say it was going to be a wing player. So it would be Otto Porter. You love I'd Otto. I'd be Otto Porter. I'd go. be Paul Pierce. That, that, that's okay. who I'd be. Jeremy, who would you be? I just want to say I need some time. If you're going to tell me we got to play this, I need some time to get in the Start gym. Start training against these get, athletes. No, I got to get back in the gym, and I got to, I got to get, you know, my mindset right. This is, these are the best of the best of these game of these, you know, playing this game. That's right. So I yeah. uh, give me some time to practice, and then I'll, Two I'll join your squad. Yeah, and I, need, I and I can tell you from experience, me and my buddies from home and from school do play 2K online. And yeah, we play semi-regularly and when we when we come up against players who are like really good and have played hundreds of games like i'm, I'm telling you there is a big difference yeah like we get smoked well, i think the regularly. biggest def- the biggest it's difference a- is the defense if, yeah if you yeah, can play defense true. in 2k you're hard to beat and yeah. i'm sure these guys know what they're doing defensively i haven't Same played in a while yeah. Yeah. yeah no that's true <laughs> can just, i just cherry pick yeah at, at yeah of course just- i i mean We'll challenge him. My guess is, you know, Jacob's going to be – he's not here right now. He's probably going to be our downfall. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean – We'll lose by 70 points. I think I think Jacob's got to play – Closure will be key. Jacob's going to play the five. I've heard that he models his game after Ed Davis on the Trailblazers. So, uh, big he's a big guy. rebound guy. A big big body guy. down low. But, you know, anyway – it's going to be fun, but I really do want to make sure we go down the hall and, and start practicing because we actually have yeah. video game systems set up uh, over in Grant's corner of the office, and we can just keep playing, and we can start training. We'll play the Rocky music, and yeah. we got Vita Fitness down there. We can go and work on our, you know. You work out and play at the same time. That's how you get, get you ripped. Yeah, yeah. 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 On Xbox, okay. All right, so we're back to Wizards basketball, and we got two revenge games coming up against the Clippers oh, yeah. and the Big Cleveland Cavaliers. Games. Uh, a tough loss. Jeremy witnessed that as uh, the the Bradley Beal layup. I thought that the Wizards were golden and they were going to win that game against the Clippers. And I can't believe Lou that Williams Lou Williams happened. hit that ridiculous mm-hmm. three. And then LeBron's 57, the first Cleveland game here. Uh, hey, Jamoka, I'll make a bet with you that LeBron doesn't score 57 again. You got, you got a deal for dessert. All right, dessert. Okay. Dessert. All right. Buy some ice cream, some Hagen dolls or All something. All right, perfect. Okay. Good bet for me. Jeremy grabbed the mic as soon as I brought that Clippers game. What was the the worst thing about that game and what you want to see in this game coming up on Friday? Hmm. The worst thing. There was a lot Real of – Real positive m- question. <laughs> yeah. <that's, laughs> I'm trying to think how well, I should word that. Well, right, right, because uh, I was going to say the, the, the clock starting I mean, early. The worst part totally was that Lou Williams rhythm. hit the three when yeah. they defended him perfectly. No. Well, that that whole game, that just that, the last twelve. That, I, you know, nuts. to start that game, I thought this was going to kind of be a you know a snooze fest, like we were just going to roll over this team. Yeah, I think it was thirteen nothing out of the gate, mm-hmm. and er, you know, early that first half of the first quarter, um, it just looked like this was going to be a one-sided game, but obviously it wasn't. Um, you know, the Clippers actually totally outplayed the Wizards for a lot. You know, the rest of that first half. Um, I'm trying to remember. You know, a lot of these games blur now. That's what that's um, what it is. But then it was close late. The Clippers one was the one with the out of, the, the out of bounds. You know, y- the, yeah, the violation, right? No, 
Yeah, that, yeah. No. At the, the end out of the of game. bounds violation? No, no, that was no. That, the five second Sorry, violation was, is what you meant. This was the clock. The this clock was the clock. Error. All right. Okay. okay so Bradley Beal hits right. the the game the the layup yes, with yes. thirty five seconds to go. Right. Beal Williams the goes the other inside. way, three pointer. Right. And then that's where I was saying was the worst part was that I think Beal could have had a really good shot. Brooks called up a great play. The clock yes. starts early. They have to redo the play again, and it just blew the whole thing up. Yeah, I mean, you could say a lot about what the end of that game, that last 1.2 slash 1.1 slash whatever happened. It was a total debacle. Uh, but all, all in all, I will say, I don't. I think the Clippers should have won. You know, bec- I didn't think the Wizards like got jobbed because of that. At yeah. least in my opinion, because like I, I feel like if the play, I don't know, like the horn sounded. I don't know how much that threw off Beal, but he took the dribble. I think it probably would. It was going to be late anyway, mm-hmm. so I, I don't okay. know. I felt like the Wizards got an extra possession, you know, an extra chance, and then that, you know, it didn't yeah. obviously didn't go well. You have good, the, you had good seats for that game. I feel like the Clippers yes, give you good, good seats, seats and, right? Yep, you have good seats, good view in LA, and I watched the end from you know right by the bench, so yeah, uh, I had a good view of it. Um, but yeah, frustrating ending. I think I will say I know like the game in Portland. You know, Portland had just beaten the Wizards uh, like a week or a week mm-hmm. and a half before that. And I know the guys, that was on their mind. And they still pretty openly admit that, like, when they felt like they let a game get away like that, yeah. they like to, you know, they feel like they owe a team. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the Clippers coming in Friday. Walls back. Walls, walls back. back. Um, I feel like they, you know, they owe, they're going to say they owe the Clippers one back. I think that'll help, you know, yeah. at least get them a little bit more energized. Because I don't know the energy just just it had I don't know if it's this time of the year, um, it just hasn't been there consistently. Mm-hmm. Little pockets you'll see it, but um, I'd like to just see a little bit more, you know, a little yeah. more zip pep to the step and maybe some more fast break points. But yeah, I'd uh, agree with that. But yeah, so Friday Clippers and then yeah Sunday a big one. Cleveland's playing a lot better than they were when we played mm-hmm. them the last time. Isaiah and Thomas won't come back. No, no he's, he's still, he's he's still got some time. But uh, they're playing a lot, a lot better. And we know, obviously, LeBron had the fifty-seven the last time, and we know what Cleveland is. You know mm-hmm. what they are, and we. Uh, granted, I will say that one. You usually don't have to be worried about the Wizards being ready and up for that game yeah. when Cleveland's here. The crowd's going to be, you know, sold out. Yeah, it's going to be loud. It's going to be different than it was tonight six o'clock game a little earlier um because uh despite my good friend glenn concert complimenting the crowd's (laughs) effort in the second half i didn't feel like this was the best crowd game yeah um i love our crowd i just didn't feel like tonight was specifically the best yeah crowd game so um but um i expect friday night will be good and then a sunday night's gonna be sunday's gonna be crazy so looking forward to the weekend and a lot of community events coming up too. Yeah, yeah we do. A lot to look forward to for sure. The Clippers come in with three with three straight uh, winners of three straight, including that one that was in LA. They are where we're their second game mm-hmm. um, East. They just got to win over the Magic over the Magic in Orlando. So, but like Jeremy said, I have no question that the energy will be there for both of the games this weekend. Mm-hmm. It's it's really good to be home, and I think the I think the guys will be. We'll be up for that, and and a lot of good community stuff coming. Obviously, we're still in the holiday season, the season of yeah. giving, all those things. Our guys are all involved. We're not giving out any wins. <laughs> That's right. Hopefully not. 
That's right. But our guys are all involved in the community. Um, Keith and his brother, Marcus, did really good work in Philadelphia, getting back to their hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, and John's having an event. Beal, yeah. Ubre, oh, More yeah. coming from all of them. Oh, that's the other thing to mention. Sunday is Kelly Ubre's toy drive. Yeah. Um, his second Poppy on the shelf. Benefiting mm-hmm. the Poppy Salvation Kelly Army. On the shelf. So everybody come and uh, bring a toy for, for Kelly's toy drive. It'll go to the Salvation Army, yeah. a great cause, as always. Um, around the holidays, a lot of good, th- a lot of good stuff to look forward to. I know the Clippers did win tonight, Wednesday. Gallinari did not play, and he was ruled out a day in advance. I don't know if he's going to play Friday, but he kind of mm-hmm. killed the Wizards uh, in in LA. And but he's been hurt. Like that was his second game back, I think. Yeah. So that's something to watch. I mean, they Maybe already don't have Griffin. The injury. Yeah, they don't have Griffin. They don't have Beverly. I mean, you can't underestimate anyone, but it's the same thing as this Grizzlies team. I mean, you got to win these games. And I think, again, the revenge from it was only going to be seven days before, six days before that they already had played yeah. them. They know them. Yeah. Uh, Lou Williams is just the guy they got to stop. Yeah. Cleveland, I'm most interested to just see who guards LeBron after that 57 point outburst. Mm-hmm. Morris did not play in that game. He said today, post game, that he expects to play Friday, even though he missed uh, the Grizzlies game. Mm-hmm. So he should be back Friday and Sunday. I think he can help shut him down. Some of the shots LeBron made in that game were just ridiculous, and yeah. the reason that they won. Otherwise, the Wizards played pretty well, and they defended him well. John defended him really well in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. but he's pretty indefensible at times. So I feel like there's something about Washington and LeBron. I mean. He had he's had so many historic shots here from his first time around with yeah. Cleveland. Chris, I'm sure he knows about that crab dribble and and all of the, the yeah. game winners the against the throws. Wizards, and then the the crazy yeah. shot last year, that bank was crazy. like it's just yeah. it's LeBron and the Wizards. There it's, is yeah. there is it's something, wild. something about the water in Washington. Yeah. There's something about it. But I would also say I just I just looked up just quickly some team stats, and obviously I think that. The Wizards expect to beat the Clippers. I think that they'll come with the proper attitude, and I, you know, fingers crossed. Obviously, knock on wood, but I think that that the Wizards have the advantage in that game on their home floor, just as the Clippers did. Yeah, had, had some advantages on their home floor out west. But the Cavs, obviously, they're a prolific offensive team. They have one of the best offenses in the NBA statistically, but where they've always fallen short is the defensive end, and and so their their net rating. Is a little bit closer to is a little bit closer to zero than some of the other top teams in the NBA, and mm-hmm. so I, while it's still positive, obviously, and they have playmakers, you know, we don't need to talk about LeBron's ability to, to close games and, and perform in crunch time, but I think that the Wizards, they they know that they can bring their A game, and and really challenge the Cavs, and they've done it in the in years past. They've beat the Cavs in Cleveland in years past. So I, I think I think fans should, you know, get ready for another good one. I think yeah. it'll be another great game. I think John will be up for it. Um, he always is. And, yeah, get ready. Buckle up. It'll Just be a fun game. You look at this stretch now. After tonight, starting Friday, 12 of the next 16 games are at home. Three of the four road games are against sub-500 teams. Brooklyn, Atlanta, Memphis. And then, and those are all teams that the Wizards have played already. And mm-hmm. the only game against a a plus five hundred team is Boston on Christmas, which there's no doubt the team will be up for. So <laughs> you look at the schedule. This is probably the the most important stretch of the season 
so far right here until we get into March. I know is a really tough month, but you, you really have to lock in right now. I mean, to get 10 to 12 wins out of that stretch will be really important. I mean, 15 to 13 right now is fine, better than last year. The team has higher expectations. They've been dealing with injuries, I feel like, every single game. like mm-hmm. The starting five has not played much together mm-hmm. from last year. So I think this is a huge stretch. Even if the opponents aren't aren't as tough as other stretches throughout the season, just the opportunity at hand is huge, and you got to seize yeah. the moment. So. Yeah, as is usually the case, the, the East is extremely tightly bunched at the bottom after you get past the first two, three teams, and – the Wizards want to jump up. You, you, you know, it takes wins to do that. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter when in the season you get them. This is a great opportunity to do that. And you know, as we look at it now, the Wizards sit in sixth um, in the conference, and and certainly three, four games back of really jumping into that top level where they want to be. They can do that. They can do that with what they have left on the schedule and and Jeremy, plenty of home games to do it. I just, I guess, I always think about. That. Obviously, you spend a lot of time with the team, like. If they're going to look back at some of these games that they let get away, if they don't get over that 50-win mark, that you look back at that Clippers game, you look back at that Nets game and like, man, we, you know, we just needed those two games to get over 50. Yeah, that's why, that's why to win 50 games, you can't lose all these games that they've been losing. Mm-hmm. So. I don't want to say 50 wins is completely out of the picture right now. I don't think anyone's really thinking about that right now. It's just more in the moment you want to start playing better. Right the ship. Yeah. So, but yeah, when we get to April and we look back, I don't, let's just say, let's say this team wins somewhere in 40 something games in the middle of, you know, mid 40s. Plus Uh, 45 or so. Yeah. Let's just say it's somewhere in there, like a couple games shy of 50. Which you know certainly is realistic right now. Um, yeah, they'll look back and look at Phoenix, the Clippers, the Brooklyn, um, what the Portland game. They let you know uh, you go through the list of all the games they really felt like they should have won. And um, you know, there's always games you sh- probably should have won that you didn't, and games that you might steal. And I don't know how many they've really stolen yet this year, but there might be some down the road. So. Um, you know, they say you don't want to peak too early, mm-hmm. and I think it's fair to say the Wizards certainly haven't peaked too early. Yeah, as uh, you know, the, as they as really Boston did. Right. Well, we were, don't know what. Yeah, I mean, they were, the Wizards were just so fortunate health-wise last season. Besides yeah. Jan Mahimi, that it's hard to compare. But to be in the position they're in right now, considering everything, like to go four and five while Wall was out, and you played seven of those nine games on the road, I believe, is pretty good. I mean. Yeah. Going into the season, if you said they went four and five with that kind of schedule, I would have said that's probably pretty good. Yeah, yep. it's it's under it's under. Of course, it's you know it's the record is worse than what we would have predicted. You mm-hmm. know, coming if you if we said we were going to do a podcast on December thirteenth this today. Yeah, uh, and you said what do you think our record would be? I think we all would have said it would be better than fifteen and thirteen. You know, back when we had camp, but I don't. I don't think you, you certainly don't need to panic, and I don't think at 15 and 13, you know, it's only a, there are a couple games. You, all I keep saying, you, you just wait for the streak for them to get hot, like they did last year. Mm-hmm. And you know, the longer it gets, the harder it is to keep saying that. But there still are a lot of games left. There's a lot of weeks left to put together a couple of good weeks in a row. You know, roll off nine out of 11, you know, 12 out of 15, something like that, which could be this next 
maybe 15 game stretch um, with a lot of winnable games but then again you start you know you start doing that and going over the schedule like that like we did with the Nets game the Clippers mm-hmm. game and then all of a sudden those turn into L's um, it just doesn't always work that way so like I always say you got to I think Beal tweeted it. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Mm-hmm. G- you know, you're either with get, us or against <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah, just start using all their all their. <laughs> uh, uh, um, blessed to see another day. <laughs> I am also blessed to see another um, day. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but it, it's just like let's just let's get through this these tough you know tough times when you know it's it's I think it's okay to have these tough times where their team is still not. You know, they're not 10 and 16 where it's like, all right, they really got to get hot just to get yeah. back in. Like they're they're in a spot now where like if you get hot, you're going to be you're going to move up the standings pretty quickly and mm-hmm. get back into that top four range with a stretch like I just mentioned. I w- would guarantee you if they win nine out of 11, they're going to be in that top four range for anybody that is worried about where they are. They're <laughs> in the six seed, eight games back of number one, but only one game back of that fourth seed with Milwaukee. Right. Mm-hmm. It's seven, so, so it's now. very, very close. Last, don't panic, yeah. kids. Last don't thing I'll say that's really encouraging about this team is the defense is a lot better than last year. Yeah. It has faltered at times in key stretches, but overall the defense is really good, and I think teams have noticed an improvement. The second unit has stepped up so much, and that starts because you look at who's on it, Sadoransky, Ubre, Mike Scott. Yamahimi are all really good defenders. So, and tall, and lengthy, lengthy, tall, lengthy, length. like your two K player yeah, will be. Yeah, that's, that's right, right. That's right. My me and me as my Jamoke Davis, but Otto Porter. Don't forget the F. Oh, Jamoke F Davis. <laughs> all right. Well, WizKids, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We want to yeah, thank we'll Grant Paranjapay for joining <laughs> us on the podcast. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing how Wizards District Gaming is going to get their team together and how they're going to do against the five of us, which I think we're going to be pretty mm-hmm. competitive. Jacob's uh, a beast down low. Yeah, most definitely. For Jeremy Hyman, Chris Gehring, and Zach Rosen, I'm Jamoke Davis, WizKids. Ciao for now. Mm-hmm.